everybody. So on this episode, we had a little bit of echoing with the uh, audio and uh, we're trying out a new service for the recording and uh, I did, I couldn't get rid of it. So I'm sorry about that, but I hope you still enjoy it. Hi everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we are really excited today. We are talking about some off network movies, some non-Hallmark Christmas movies uh, from this last two weeks of uh, holiday coverage. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I am film critic Rachel Wagner and Michelle is here. Hey, everyone. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm Did doing you, good. Do you feel we're not talking about Heartland? <laughs> <laughs> it's so strange. Um, yeah, I messaged Rachel like a while back. It's so strange. Like two and a half years we had like the same routine. And we barely missed a week. And yeah, it's just been so strange. And it's even more strange that the show's back, but not available right. in, like, in either of our countries yet. So Yeah, no, it's true. And seeing all the, the trying to, trying yeah, to try avoid and... the spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, for two and a half years, we talked to Heartland every Saturday, three episodes. <laughs> So if y'all missed that, check it out. I'll, uh, the the playlist, uh, Heartland, all our Heartland content. It was really fun. But uh, yeah, today we're talking. Uh, we're talking some Christmas movies, and I debated about doing this. You, you know more than any that I went back and forth. I'm like, do we have enough, <laughs> enough to cover? Uh, but I, there were particularly, I think, two movies in here that I was just like, these are too good to not cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and then there's a few others that uh, I think most of the other ones I've seen. I don't know if I don't think you've seen. Uh, mm-hmm. And so we'll just briefly go over those. But uh, but yeah, we have two really fun movies that we're going to particularly focus on because we try to be positive for the most part on this podcast. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, but the Christmas season is underway. We've had two weekends of Christmas movies in total. uh, But the other networks were just kind of starting up this last weekend. uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, so how do you think, including Hallmark and everything, how do you feel like this season has started? Do you think it's been a good start? Um, Yeah. I mean, I think Hallmark have just been, absolutely killing it <laughs> it's yeah. just been so good um yeah. there's not been any that i've like actively disliked um and i do feel like i'm a little bit in the minority because i do prefer most years the sort of m- m- the sort of uh kind of more emotional ones on mm-hmm. movies and mysteries those are kind of more you know the type of stuff that i like um you know the rom-coms if they're really good and they work then you know they can kind of <laughs> Yeah. become sort of on the yearly rotation for me but for the most part the movies and mysteries are sort of mm. the ones that I sort of yeah. keep on the DVR and just sort of keep sort of <laughs> sort of load them up every Christmas season and yeah there's been some really good ones this year um, I'm a little bit behind on week two so that mm. <laughs> the, my, my schedule has changed quite a bit from last year. Like last yeah. year, I was able to just watch everything and keep up with everything. <laughs> I feel like mm. week two, I'm already falling behind. <laughs> it's hard. I mean, it's so hard. <laughs> I mean, we were lucky. Thank you, thank you to Lifetime for giving us the screeners. Oh uh, my that god, yes. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> <you>. <laughs> but, but yeah, even I struggled to to keep up with the homework movies uh yeah 
that I ended up having to do some binge watching. But, uh, but yeah, it was yeah. a pretty pretty good start, I would say. There's there there's one just that just aired yesterday that I did not care for, but we'll talk about that at the uh, the movie recap, <laughs> the homework movie recap. But but for the most part, yeah, I really enjoyed them. Yeah, I mean, I think Kismet Christmas is one of my oh, favorites. Okay. Uh, so good. Um, Ghost of Christmas Always, that was mm, just okay. fantastic. And um, the lead actress in that, like, I just hope they keep her. She was so mm-hmm. good. She reminded me a little bit of, like, Isla Liebert a little bit. I don't know what it was. She just sort I of had this, this sort of old school kind of, kind of like, mm-hmm. look to her. And it's like mm-hmm. you could completely buy that she was from a different time. Mm-hmm. Um, so those two are sort of... Mm-hmm. Um, at, yeah, at I, top of my list just now. I said that in the recap that I felt like she had sort mm-hmm. of an old soul about her, and yeah. I, I think that that's true. It was a really good casting, and I really enjoyed talking to Kim Matula. She was super fun to interview. Yeah. Uh, so, well, let's dive in. Let's talk about these movies. Uh, let's start with uh, one that was on Crackle, mm-hmm. which is an app. Uh, it's called Meeting <laughs> Mr. Christmas, and uh, it stars Greta Caro Johns and Madison Smith, Jamie Calica, Eileen uh, Pat- Petey, and Laura Mitchell. And the summary is very long, so forgive me. It's Sophie Montgomery, a travel blogger with a column called Sophie's Solo Travels, has spent the last four years avoiding Christmas and traveling alone. When she receives a call that her mother has had a fall, she comes home to help her mom by planning their annual Christmas charity event, only to learn she's not planning the event alone. Holiday-loving town doctor Finn Miller's positive and festive charms are no match for Sophie's cynicism when it comes to it, when it comes to Christmas. So she decides to take Finn's Christmas charm and turn it into a story for her escaping Christmas blog. She does that she does every year, only to realize her thoughts about Christmas and feelings for Finn have changed. So overall, what did you think about this one? Um, I really liked this. Um, I thought it was really charming and harmless and fun. I feel like when you can get me to sort of care about the the sort of planning movies, then you've done a good job. I thought it was really well cast. I would have liked it to be a little bit more populated. I felt like there just wasn't yeah. a lot of people in it, especially sort of like the, the crowd scenes and just sort of when they were, you know, outside mm-hmm. and, and sort of about, it just didn't feel populated i think that's the, the only yeah. word i can sort of think of and i'm not familiar with any of the actors and again if you can get me to care about the movie when i'm not familiar with anyone usually for me especially with hallmark and lifetime when you watch so much tv there's usually someone where you're like oh i remember them from the show and that's sort of like a really good entry point and it also sort of wins you over before you've even seen the movie a little bit mm-hmm. And you sort of, you can sort of give the movie a, a little bit more of a pass. But yeah, like, I, I wasn't familiar with really anyone apart from, I've definitely seen the mum in a few things. But from, as far as the sort of, you know, the two leads and the sister and, the, you know, the the, mm-hmm. the the woman that she was working with, yeah, I, I just didn't know anyone. And I felt like the two leads were really great, they had good chemistry. Yeah, so all in all, it was, I thought it was a really charming rom-com. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it too. I actually have been a big fan of Madison for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came on the the podcast pretty early on 
And he hasn't had that many leads, so I understand why he might not be that familiar to you. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think that he's had a lead on Hallmark, uh, but uh-huh. but uh, so I was really excited for him when I saw that this uh, was um, uh, when this uh, when I saw that he was got the lead. I was very excited for him, and and we've been actually chatting on Instagram a little bit, and because uh, he follows the podcast like somewhat. So if you're listening, Madison, hi. <laughs> we think you're great. Uh, and it was fun, though. He told me that actually this movie was filmed in his hometown, which is kind of fun. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, and it's surprising because he does have the sort of leading man energy. Mm-hmm. And you can tell when you watch so many of these movies, you can sort of tell <laughs> mm-hmm. who's sort of got that, that sort of leading man quality there's so many that you watch where they're sort of the best friend or you know the sort of side character and you're like you should actually be in the lead of this movie yes (laughs) there's so many i mean and like if people are sort of like oh well they're friends so she's not real like now if if i didn't like the movie i would either just not cover it because we can cover whatever we want in this non-homework one so like we have to cover them all or i just would just say something that I mean, I would just say it wasn't for me, you know, and that's fine. Um, but but I I genuinely thought it was charming. I'm normally not as as you said. I'm normally not a big fan of the party planning movies, but I felt like it was just kind of a backdrop to the mm-hmm. fun banter and the good chemistry, as you said, between the two of them. So I didn't yeah. mind it too much. It wasn't boring like some of these can be. Yeah. Yeah. One little thing that I do wish they had sort of leaned in a little bit more and making him a little bit more that sort of Mr. Christmas sort of goofy side. Mm-hmm. I would have liked them to sort of lean into that a little bit more. I can see that. Um, um, just make him a little bit more of a Christmas fanatic. I just felt like that would have been a little bit more fun. But yeah, I feel like they were a really good dynamic and um, yeah, the chemistry was sort of there um, pretty much from the beginning. Yeah, and um, one of the things that I really liked, he said, he told me that this movie was shot in February, mm-hmm. and you could tell that it was mm-hmm. cold, and also that they had like actual snow, and and they were they were at a um, uh, he said it's called Heart Ski Hill, uh, near there that because a lot of times you don't get like sledding scenes and things like that in these movies because they're yeah. filmed in so it was kind of fun to have like all those mm-hmm. scenes on this on this on the hill with like actual snow it felt like almost like a Winterfest movie for a second <laughs> it makes such a massive difference when it's real snow <laughs> yeah <laughs> like yeah some of them can be really unforgiving like when you see some of the fake snow it's just impossible to not see it, it, yeah, it's, just, one of the it's worst... just foam it's just foam it's just like it's just yeah. so artificial looking. Um, so yeah, it definitely adds an extra element when you can get real snow on camera. <laughs> yeah, one of the worst I've ever seen was was in a Kishanite Pulliam movie. I can't think of the name, but it was a decent movie. I said, <laughs> they showed this park and there was like this little circle of snow around, <laughs> and then like everything was green, like the whole park. <laughs> <laughs> the worst one I saw was that. Um, it was when Netflix first started getting into like 
copying Hallmark very much. They were like, oh, Christmas movies. Started getting like actors from popular shows. So it was Eliza Taylor from The 100 that was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're walking down like a path. And it's just like shaving foam on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> like it was just like they were walking through it and it was just like liquid on the floor and I'm like that's not even trying. <laughs> that's just <laughs> yeah, it was so awful. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. From the hosts of the podcast Home for Hallmark, Molly and Brad now bring readers their debut novel, If Only Christmas Would Come, an instant Amazon bestseller. If Only Christmas Would Come transfers readers back to Prince Edward Island during the era of Anne of Green Gables and features a strong-headed, cranberry-farming, jeans-wearing heroine and a playboy with a family secret. Reviewers agree this book is a fluffy, steamy, predictable Hallmark movie masterpiece. If Only Christmas Would Come is available on Amazon and at Barnes & Noble now. Visit at Home for Hallmark for more info. That's at Home for Hallmark, and you can use our affiliate link in the description below. As far as you were saying that you see like a supporting character that yeah. should be a, a lead, and Jamie Calica, I think, I guess he is a lead in one of the B, uh, BAT Plus movies this season, but mm-hmm. I think he is so charming, so likable. He plays like the um, barkeeper best friend, you know, kind of thing mm-hmm. in, in this, and uh, he's just, he's, he's, I, I can't think of a better word to say. He's just charming. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. Like his smile, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> like such a beautiful smile. Um, definitely like we'll be checking out that movie and now that I know that that's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He was lovely in this movie. And I think that added sort of a, an extra layer to this movie because there was, he was sort of the connecting point between the two of them. So yeah, yeah, I'm definitely be checking out that bet movie now. Yeah, I think it's called <laughs> Christmas Party Chasers or Crashers mm-hmm. or something like that. Anyway, um, so there's some cute little scenes in this movie, like uh, one scene where he makes her a turkey and potato chip sandwich, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Like, I don't know about that. <laughs> but I guess if Madison's fifth was making you anything, you'd be like, this is great. <laughs> Um, and then he teaches her how to make snow candy which i thought was a fun scene yeah that was a fun scene um i'm not sure where i've seen that before i've definitely seen it before i was like this feels familiar Mm, i don't know if it's been in another hallmark movie yeah yeah i think i feel like it you you know you know where i know it was in was in that um ice castle movie with um amelia and kevin i know they did it in that movie Oh, then that's definitely where I've seen it then. <laughs> yeah, 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 I yeah. think I watched that movie Winter like five Castle, times. I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, do you think that he forgives her too easily for writing that very mean article? I mean, she doesn't publish it, so I guess it's not too bad, but still. Uh, yeah, a little bit. A little yeah. bit. <laughs> I was like, it would take like, me a couple days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is always like the frustrating things about about these movies is sometimes I mean even with an, another movie that we're going to talk about as well like I'm always watching <laughs> the clock a little bit and I'm like okay well we've got ten minutes left and there's been no conflict and then if it happens within that sort of last ten minutes I'm so frustrated because they have to change it back around <laughs> so quickly and get the audience on board um, mm-hmm. so I almost feel like. 
it works a little bit more for me when it happens a little bit earlier. Yeah, and I then agree. you've got that time to sort of spend your third act earning um, mm-hmm. the turnaround again. So yeah, it, it, it happened a lot too quick. It would take me a couple of days to. <laughs> well, I told that to Madison. He was like, "But she looks so pretty in that dress," and I'm like, "That's a valid point. Like, she really did look good." <laughs> that red dress so i enjoyed this one i think it's worth downloading the the crackle app it's free yeah it's uh, free yeah you just watch some ads so i would give this a four out of five i thought i, I liked it yeah i would give it a, a 3.75 yeah yeah all right real quick i want to cover speaking of bt movies i want to cover the the premiere that they had on bt plus called a wesley christmas and this uh, this stars Dorian Wilson, Jasmine Guy, Terrence Carson, Lauren Lott, Terrell Hill, and Mike Merritt. And its adult siblings, Chris Todd and Sydney Wesley, travel to their childhood home to celebrate Christmas with their parents and the entire Wesley family. With everyone together and their physical and emotional baggage in tow, the annual Wesley family holiday promises to be a festive, hot mess of a Christmas with life-changing impacts of the whole family. So this movie, it's definitely trying to be uh, in the um, in the vein of this Christmas and uh, last Christmas. Some of those like larger uh, Tyler Perry esque kind of uh, family comedies. Mm-hmm. And I think for the most part, it succeeds. It tries to tackle an awful lot for eighty five minutes. Uh, there's so many characters. There's so many different things going on and let's see do you hear music is that the, <laughs> that's is that the ice cream truck oh my god i was waiting for you to realize <laughs> uh, people don't know it's a recurring yeah. joke on our heartland podcast that the <laughs> that's funny Anyway, so you have a Jasmine guy. She's like worried about is her husband cheating on her, but he's really planning this like elaborate vow renewal and like getting this ring designed. So there's like that going on. You have another couple that has two twin daughters uh, that are about to go to college. And so you get them kind of that Mm -hmm. going on. You have a young son whose marriage is falling apart, but then there's this new woman who comes to the house and they get friendly and uh in it in mostly it was sweet and fun um there is this whole plot line with this vietnam vet uh that was just too heavy for this kind of movie with his post-traumatic stress and i don't know it was just too heavy and and i just i don't think i think they should have gone with like desert storm because he would have to be really old at this point to be a vietnam vet and he didn't look that old. I mean, you have to be mm-hmm. at least in his 70s. Yeah, yeah, 70s, late 70s, yeah. Yeah, to be, and that would be a young soldier. Mm-hmm. So that, I think, was not effective. It didn't really work. But overall, I had fun with it. I would give it 3.25. Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? 
If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. Let's talk about, I don't want to end on it, on not positive. So let, let's get Merry Swissmas out of the way. <laughs> Uh, so this was on lifetime and starts tim was on jody sweeten after her best friend beth starts dating her ex ex jesse alex travels to spend christmas with her mother caroline who is opening an inn in switzerland quickly she finds out that jesse and beth are also visiting for the inn's opening but things get little a little easier when she meets Liam, a single father and the manager of the inn. So overall, what do you think about this one? Oh, you're gonna give it to me first? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I, um, yeah, it was it was tough watching, and I love Jodie. Jodie's one of my favorites. I didn't grow up with, you know, Full House and Fuller House. I, di- I didn't obviously. I missed all of that. Um, it was just never on here that I mm-hmm. remember. I am a fan of her from these Christmas movies. Tim Razon, like, that's just... I loved Winona Earp. He's, like, super charming, like, charisma for days. So I was excited for this movie. I'll say, like, I all, I did struggle a little bit with Lifetime last year. just feels like they had a lot of misses. So I was just ready for them to, like, you know, just deliver again. Just, you know get to the heights of like 2020 where like every movie was so good um and this was super disappointing um i just feel like if you're gonna do a movie set in europe somewhere then you have to like spend the money and actually go to europe because it is so difficult to fake you can sort of fake london a little bit they do it all the time and and you know other shows like Vancouver doubles for London all of the time um, and different parts of the UK but when you're when you're you're gonna you know go to some place like Switzerland which is so like iconic and so um, the architecture and, and just all of that and just not ha- just not have it and see that it's Switzerland that's just not great. <laughs> It was like bonkers because honestly, yeah. if it—they it, could have made it some kind of like sci-fi story where there's like fake Switzerland or something like that because it was so. It, it would have been small. more believable than what they did. Yeah, it was so small and it felt very flat. Yeah, because <laughs> and just fake. It just felt like. Bo- and also, there was no Swiss people in it. None. There, <laughs> None. I mean, there wasn't a single person. It was person. the chef. There was the chef. Oh, that yeah, was the it. chef. 
that he was the only person, even in the like crowd scenes, even in like in the, the market scenes, everybody that market was, was ridiculous. Because <laughs> a lot of times in these movies, if they if they want to pretend like Europe is, mm-hmm. they don't want to be like European, they just have them have a mm-hmm. British accent for some reason. But they didn't even do that. These were like, everybody was American. Like, all the kids, all the vendors, they all, like, nobody. I mean, the only thing that was Swiss about this movie was they would. Food. Yeah, the food. (laughs) Like, every once in a while, they'd be like, well, this is Swiss hot cocoa. (laughs) Yeah, there was a lot of Swiss bread and pastries. That was about (laughs) Oh, and the I could have been actually honestly fine with that. I'm enough of a cheese that I, I could have forgiven mm-hmm. that if I liked the story. Otherwise, if I liked the characters, mm-hmm. but I really didn't. Because I agree with you, I love Jody. I, I just really, I really enjoyed Cozy Christmas Inn. That was on the Hallmark with her, but. I mean, this story, like, what on earth does she think gives her the right to tell everybody? who they can date, who they can be with. I mean, this is somebody that she had dated a while back. It wasn't like it was just like a month later or something like that. I mean, I will be honest, I did space out a couple of times (laughs) watching it. But I I was... I I had assumed that he was like a fiancé or something, and then I must have spaced out, and then I spaced back in, and and she said that he was her first love, so was he like her first boyfriend or something like that? Uh, that's what I'm assuming. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. So, so her, her friend, yeah, she is so mad, so huffy at this friend for dating her ex, who was her ex like years ago. And I was mm-hmm. just like, what on earth? Like she has no right to be like. There was the point here where this could have turned into a lifetime thriller easily. Mm-hmm. The way she was yeah. acting, <laughs> it would be like yeah. the the. The wrong first love, or something like that. <laughs> psycho, psycho X, or something. Yeah, and she, and she was fine with him when he turned up. All the anger was placed on the girl, which yeah. felt a little weird. It was weird. <laughs> and she's like, I hope you can forgive me. And I'm just like, what? It makes no <laughs> sense. It was bad. It was really bad. Uh, this is, I don't know, I just thought it was. The filmmaking wasn't good. I mean, I think the actors were trying. I like both these actors in other roles. I love, you know, Tim Rosan and Christmas Town. It's one of my favorites. I, I love that movie. Mm-hmm. So this one just, it was not good. I'd give it one. Yeah, I'll, I'll join you with that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give it the one for having real snow. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about now a really good film which i i loved called well suited for christmas and if you've been following the podcast you know i really love this film because i had mercedes de la Zerda on the podcast and uh after i saw it because i was like i need to talk to somebody about this movie because i really enjoyed it and and it was not one that i was expecting because it wasn't an acquisition a lot of times those aren't good uh, mm-hmm. but uh but sometimes they're great too so this stars uh, Mercedes de la Zerda and Franco Lopresti. And uh, it's after fashion designer Rachel Roca signs up for a design competition. She's tasked with creating a tuxedo for one of the city's most eligible bachelors, Brett Stone, for a Christmas charity gala. So, overall, what do you think of this one? Yeah, I love this. Yes. 
I'm so glad you told me to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched it. Yeah, fairly recently, and yeah, it was so good. Yeah. Um, and again, f- sort of similarly to the the party planning, if you can get me to watch a movie about fashion and make me care about it, then then you're on to a winner. Yeah, it was so good. It yeah. was so good. I'm not familiar with either of these actors in the lead, but he, both of them are just beautiful, stunning humans. Yes. <laughs> like, they look perfect together. Yeah, I love this movie. Yeah. I, I don't really know what else to say. Yeah. It was really good. It was really well written. Uh, well written. Yeah. yeah. I think that the uh, the way that they incorporated her Bolivian uh, heritage was really well done and seamless. I loved that. I mm-hmm. loved her parents. Parents are so good. So good. And I thought that they had incredible chemistry. Mm-hmm. Uh, really worked well together and the fact that it had four kisses was amazing <laughs> yeah like I, I messaged you like the way the relationship developed where mm-hmm. they were pretty much a couple from about halfway through I love it when they do that yes. <laughs> I love it when they write it realistically <laughs> well, and, it's and not... they don't have yeah, don't sorry. have them get together in the first like in the last sort of minute of the film yes. that, that's so frustrating to me Yes, because it's not just that I like kisses, which I do, but it's that what it means for the story is is mm-hmm. why it, it, I like it. Because uh, if they they have the first kiss at about the hour mark, where uh, she's tr- talking to him, they're kind of flirting in the kitchen, and they have a moment. And I love the fact that they had her be the initi- initiatory person, I guess, of the kisses so she was Mm -hmm. very like confident which was attractive and Mm -hmm. especially with someone as just drop-dead gorgeous as he is (laughs) that was good you know um i don't understand why he's not been in like a million movies he's so so handsome he was in a movie last this last summer called 14 love letters which i didn't love but that was the first time i saw him and i was like oh he is very attractive. Um, <laughs> he, could, he could he could be in these movies, I think. Uh, but uh, but yeah, he's so good looking and confident. He almost reminds me of like a Cary Grant type, mm-hmm. just in that confidence that you get in uh, in in this. But she she they have this kiss at a, at the halfway point, and. It, it makes everything coming after that better because you know that they have had this intimate moment. And so it gives tension and weight to everything that comes later. And uh, it's, that's why it's important to have is opposed to a near kiss. The, like in reality, I think a near kiss wouldn't be that different in its effects than a kiss than an actual kiss but in the way they're always played in these movies they're just like instantly forgotten a near kiss mm-hmm. <clears throat> but you can't forget a kiss kiss and so that all the, the going forward there was that that creates tension in the scenes after that because you know that they've that they felt it and they've gone there and and so i i think they should actually do it more in Hallmark movies, like I or Lifetime movies, I I I think that you can still be completely PG, whatever, and have four kisses. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, 
Yeah, and they they sort of established a timeline as well. So, you know, it was over, a, I think, a week mm-hmm. um, or two weeks or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think when you establish such a short timeline as well, um, it's fairly realistic that you can have them, you know, go on a couple of dates or, you know, have a couple of kisses and not go anywhere, mm-hmm. you know, beyond that that's yeah. a bit too far for, you know, Hallmark or not so much Lifetime, but, you know. Yeah. Especially Hallmark, Lifetime's Hallmark eh, Christmas movies, they tend to sort of follow the Hallmark mold mm-hmm. a little bit more. Well, and even before this ki- this first kiss, they had some really swoon-worthy scenes. Like, I love mm-hmm. the scene where she's measuring him, and they have to get kind of close. Yeah. And you can see her... It, Mercedes was so good in that scene. You could feel her awkwardness and, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, really he was good. so into it as well. <laughs> She was kind of like shaking her head and then writing down that. Yeah. And now it's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. She's a good actress. Yeah. Yeah. She is so good. I really hope we see more of the yeah. two of them. Even the two of them in another movie together. Mm-hmm. Because the chemistry was so good. Yes. Sometimes you do get that chemistry where you're just like, can they just be in like a movie a year, please? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I, I agree. And like little moments when I forget what it was that they. It was like a party or something, and and uh, she finds out that he's bringing a plus one, and you see her like kind of get a little upset, <laughs> <laughs> and then she sees that it's Demario, who was super sweet, I think, in the movie. Demario, yeah, he was so sweet, and he he really helped he really helped soften him um, and and make him much more, and especially, and I'm also his sort of assistant, which was more his sort of partner and friend in his company. Those mm. two characters did a lot of heavy lifting in terms of just making him more lovable before we really got to see that side of him, Rachel. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like the ensemble of this was very, very well cast. Yeah. And I liked when he said, don't ever ask underestimate Rachel Roca. She's smart, she's gifted, she's determined and I find her completely irresistible. That yeah, so, that was so good. Was so good. I, loved the, I loved the point of where he was, Brett was just all in. From that point on, he was just... Because that's, that's a hard thing to pull off in these movies sometimes. Like, we had it a little bit with the, the sort of J.C. Elliott movie in Hallmark last year. Mm-hmm. Where the guy is just so smitten from like yes. the get go in that one, a lot of the the sort of leading guys, it's it's a hard one to pull off, and I feel like this guy definitely definitely pulled it off, especially in the last sort of half an hour of this film. Yes, yeah. So she gives him actually as a model to the uh, to this other guy, so that she can uh, she can dress uh, Demario. And mm-hmm. that whole scene, she it was really good. And this is this is the the best reject, nicest rejection I've ever gotten. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I love the whole sort of fashion world storyline. There was no sort of backstabbing or evil assistant. Like I'm so sick of that. I mean, mm-hmm. even you know the the, the Benjamin Hollingsworth and JC Ellick movie they had they had to have that element in it as well. The sort of the backstabbing assistant and sort of rival, um, mm-hmm. but there was none of that. They had just like a beautiful friendship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then she says, "I now I can bid on the hottest bachelor without bidding on my own brand." That was so good. That's so good. So yeah, flirty. like who? 
yeah, whoever was the writer of this movie, like, I will definitely be watching anything they write in the future. Yeah. Because um, the dialogue was so good. Yes, I, uh, let's give her the shout out she deserves. It's W. Stewart. And mm-hmm. I, to be perfectly frank, I had not enjoyed uh, either of her two previous movies, Warm Me Up to You, which was the fitness one with Christopher Russell. I did not love that. And um, yeah. she had a very nutty one last year called Maps and Mistletoe. Uh, so it just shows you never can give up on a writer. Anybody can mm-hmm. produce really, you know, sometimes it takes a couple shots and then you, then you totally nail it. And she did. So way to go. Uh, I think you did a great job with this. And, and I thought the conflict was pretty good for this kind of movie uh, that, you know, there's this article that's published uh, with all of the details of his growing up in foster care and he's like who did mm-hmm. i tell this all to who knew and mm-hmm. he kind of thinks you rachel you didn't do this and he, like yes he shouldn't have accused her should have talked to her but i felt like it was pretty understandable and he came around pretty quick to realize yeah i feel like wrong. they did a good job of establishing that this was something that he just didn't want anyone to know and the way that he was sort of dealing with his past was helping, was mentoring Mm -hmm. and his charity and that's the way that he coped and that's the way that he'd been living, you know with his, you know, past you know, his his entire adult life up to this point and the fact that when it finally does come out that he doesn't get to even tell his own story, you know, that's really unfair Yeah. Um, and I feel like, you know a lot of these movies a lot of the time the conflict is very weak and you can't really say that about this one mm-hmm. like this is this is a very under, understandable thing to be upset over yeah yeah exactly and i felt for the dad too because it wasn't like he was just like here are all the secrets he all he did was really say to the reporters like you don't know what you're talking about dig deeper and yeah he was defending him yeah, yeah. he was defending him in his eyes uh, but kind of had not a great uh, ending, but I loved the dad. I thought it was so great when he's like, if you want to see the rainbow, you have to face the storm. That was really nice. It's cheesy, but mm-hmm. I, I like cheese. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I cover all my movies. So. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's the whole point of the podcast. <laughs> um, I loved the second kiss. This is actually before the conflict. Uh, it was so good. This whole scene where he's like, I want to walk you to your door. And she's like, I can. Oh, that I can. was so good. Yes. She's like, I can walk myself to the door. And he's like, doesn't mean I don't like watching you. You watching know, you. <laughs> and uh, she's, at first he says, oh, well, I was going to kiss you, but you're too tired. You're too tired. And then she says, I, I don't think I'm too tired for that kiss. And she goes for it, and it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I loved the when she goes into her apartment after it. She's like, "I'm done for." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very, very swoonworthy. It was so good. Yeah, I loved it. And and to get two men movie kisses, that's just unheard of. You never get that. It was so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then we have him coming to her dad and saying that, you know, he's sorry 
And she says, I'm very fond of your daughter. I can't stop thinking of her. I'm pretty. And then, and then he says, I'm pretty sure she's falling for you too. It was so cute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I love the way that her parents sort of embraced him. Yes. And by the end, he was pretty much part of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, and it felt very genuine and not forced in a lot of the ways that these movies can sometimes. Yeah, he um, even calls him son. <clears throat> yeah. It was very sweet. And uh, and then this is when we, we kind of get the full story. He, I love the whole scene where he brings her Chinese food. That was such a good scene. And I was worried in the preview, I was worried this wouldn't be very Christmassy. And she said in the interview that they had taken a non-Christmas script and made it Christmassy. And I was like, I can feel that. I get that. Mm-hmm. But that scene where they're eating the Chinese food, they're, I swear, they're like surrounded by a cloud uh, and like 15 Christmas trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's really fun. Yeah. And he, he talks about his experience in foster care. And he says, even if you're, uh, even if you, your family drives you crazy, you, you should consider the alternative, not having them there. And that was very sweet. Yeah, that was such a good, you know, be thankful for what you have mm-hmm. moment. Yes. Um, really take a second and, you know, recognize what you have. I think a lot of us need to do that in life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. And then at the event he he tells his story about growing up in foster care and that was really good and then he has somebody they don't actually show i'm feeling they cut a scene with him being bid on at the uh auction yeah Mm -hmm. because they don't actually show that they show demario getting some bids and that's all going to go to his college tuition which was cute but uh, but anyway, he ends up bidding on himself, and then they're dancing. And mm-hmm. he says, "There's only one woman in this room I want to go on a date with." <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, "She says, if we're going to do this, you're going to have to trust me." And uh, and and then they have this whole sort of back and forth about uh, being. He needed to extricate himself from the situation. She's like, I know what extricate means. <laughs> and he says, will you go on a date with me? And uh, she says, can I choose your suit, your suit you wear? And he says, you can choose every suit I ever wear again. It was so good. That's so good. Yeah, yeah he's definitely like giving Benjamin Hollingsworth a run for his money in terms of like <laughs> the spoony guys this year yes. um, I didn't think anybody was going to be able to overtake him but here we are here we are <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah the, both of those movies were both movies that had good conflict great chemistry uh, mm-hmm. both in the fa- I didn't even think about the fact that they're both in the fashion industry mm-hmm. uh, and, and so uh, he's so they have another kiss there and then she ends up winning of course and uh, he puts on her her little uh boutonniere thing tag and uh and then i really liked the final kiss in this movie it was really cute she was like kind of she was like jumping for joy and kind of like shaking him a little bit (laughs) (laughs) then that's when he went for it it was just cute so I really enjoyed this movie. The more I thought about it, the more I liked it. I 
I really think it was well written, well done, very well acted. Um, and you remember that I'm viewing these in comparison with everything else of these type of movies. I'm not saying, I'm mm-hmm. not comparing this with like Oscar contenders. Uh, yeah. But I think I'm going to give this a full on five. I loved it. <gasps> I thought I was oh like it's the first perfect score of the season. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. I think I'm gonna go four point seven five. Yeah. It's so with the good. option to change it in the future of what I've <laughs> <laughs> on rewatch. Yes. And sort of see what else comes this year. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash hallmarkies. So then we have one more I was going to talk about. Uh, We have Catering Christmas. This is a great American family movie, but you can watch it on Hulu. This is one of... Not all of theirs are on Hulu this year, but some of them are, so you can watch it. And so this, that's the only reason I cover it. But it's Catering Christmas with Merritt Patterson, Daniel Lissing, and it's a fledgling caterer, Molly, is hired by Jean, the perfectionist director of the renowned Harrison Foundation, to cater this year's annual Christmas gala dinner. Things get complicated when Molly falls for Jean's nephew, Carson, a travel photographer with no desire to take over the family foundation until his aunt assigns him to the task of making sure the caterer dinner goes perfectly. So this one, I would say it's harmless. It's, uh, I think that both of the leads are actually quite good. I, this is one of the better performances that I've seen from Daniel Lissing. I, I, I don't want to upset the Hardys, but he can be kind of flat for me. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I find him a bit of a wooden presence on screen. But he was pretty charming in this, and Merritt Patterson is usually pretty dependable, I would say. And she's, she's good. They had good chemistry. Uh, but it's just the story was pretty boring. I mean, it's like them playing. This is like them planning this dinner and it just the food looked pretty good but it just was not a lot going on not a lot you know to to enjoy it's kind of the opposite of meeting mr christmas you know where that one did the party planning but it did it well with really good banter and and uh mm-hmm. and enough other stuff going on with like the sledding and and other things this was just like them in a kitchen cooking for a lot of the movie uh so i would give it Mm, 2.75 okay so there we go that is all of the movies that we had to talk about definitely well suited for christmas is the win i (laughs) highly recommend y'all check that out it's really good so uh and meeting mr christmas is is cute as well so (laughs) 
Uh, let us know if you got to see any of these movies, what you think, and you definitely want to check out our interview with Mercedes uh, that we did. We'll put that in the description. And, and uh, so, Michelle, where can people find you? Um, on Twitter at Michelle R. Benson. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes to so check that out. Also, make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmarkies Pod and the Hallmarkies Podcast. And uh, check out the Patreon and uh, merch store. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. It really helps us a lot, people, to find the podcast. And, uh, and definitely check out the merch store because we have uh, really fun new holiday designs, festive designs, including you can pick which team you're on, whether you're on uh, of the three wise men of Team Andrew, Team Andrew Walker, Team Tyler Hines, or Team Paul Campbell. Uh, so check that out. We I'm would... Team Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> so, and Team Andrew is winning, so y'all gotta gotta <gasps> step it up. <laughs> I gotta get my shirt. Yes, you do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks so much, everybody. And uh, we'll talk to y'all later. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys.